Well, time sure goes by fast. This episode was recorded a year before it was released. I don't rightly remember what was happening in our story. I don't rightly remember who I'm talking to, come to think of it. Hello everybody and welcome to Edging Podcast. Edging on Jingle All The Way, episode 5, where we're talking about a cinematic masterpiece in 21 minute increments this time, I guess. This will be our final regular episode before the finale special. We're talking about uh, an hour to an hour and 21 minutes. I am Drew. I'm Sam. And I am Adam. And get ready to have your wingles jingled. <clears throat> Sam, did you expect that there would be a, a Marvel-ass superhero fight scene at the end of Jingle All The Way? Wow. I, I certainly did not, but I was pleasantly surprised to see it. I want to jump back straight to the beginning and say, do you think that weatherman's name is really Gale Force? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was born with the name Force, comma, Gale. I think his parents named him Gale Force. His parents, the weatherman. His parents, the <laughs> He comes from a longer line of weathermen. He was born from a test tube. His mother was one of the <laughs> weather girls, of course, of It's Raining Men fame. Mm, okay. He was born from a test tube filled with rainwater. <laughs> we'll make the perfect weatherman. <laughs> His In... first words were, better bring your umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> or it's a scorcher out there. <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing is, he said both of those when he was still in the womb. <laughs> But it's incredibly muffled for obvious reasons. Okay. Um, so where we left off last week, we were at the Wintertainment Parade. We just saw the famed uh, menorah. And I was right. Kwanzaa made an appearance. Mm-hmm. Kwanzaa. You I just barely it. eked it in there. It actually might be later on, but <laughs> Kwanzaa's still in there. Who cares? <laughs> I, it's all yeah, the parade. They, they uh, had a little Kwanzaa footnote in there. i got to ask you guys. Do you think that this entire parade was set up and orchestrated by the company making Jingle All the Way? In what way? Do you like, mean, do you mean just to get extras for footage? Or? Oh, I see yeah, what you I'm mean. Saying, I, I also had the feeling that that this parade looked too real, almost. Yeah, it doesn't seem like something a movie crew would be able to create and then have go through a downtown all for the sake of their movie. But if this okay. was a real parade that they just inserted their stuff into, that means they had to halt a parade for like five hours so they could film Arnold Schwarzenegger shooting magic discs at Sinbad's face. I'm well, this bet, movie I'm... also had like a $60 million budget, so I, I wouldn't say necessarily that it's a real parade for the public. And you know how easy it is to get extras for movies? It's not... But I will say it's not too, ridiculous though, to imagine. They got hundreds of extras, though. I will say, Drew, though, so? I, I had the same feeling as you. Like watching these scenes, the beginning of this this part of the film, I, I was really just thinking, this does not look like a movie. This just looks like <laughs> a parade. It looks like someone's footage of a parade. Those kids were really excited about the cat in the hat. It's just Chris Columbus's old camcorder footage of a parade he went to with his children. <laughs> okay, he said, and I'll use that as B-roll. Adam, Adam, I gotta roast you here for a second because you think. I, I just got to ask something you said on a previous episode of the podcast. You're going to say that they paid to make an entire parade and hire, like, at least two to three hundred extras. Like, all the floats they do and all that, shutting all the streets down for the entire parade. Yet, you don't think 
that they would send Michael Keaton to a real basketball game. (laughs) 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 Basketball game tickets are like 80 bucks, Adam. (laughs) They could have just stuck in a camcorder. Here's the thing, though. Like, for $50, you can get an entire extra for a whole day if you feed them. I very much doubt. And plus, that looks terrible. In multiplicity, the green screen, that was definitely a green screen basketball game. Go back and look at the footage. You can see the popcorn in Michael Keaton's hair. (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. It's very possible to put popcorn in your hair without having it thrown at you by a child at a basketball game. No, Adam, Adam, I can recognize Lakers popcorn anywhere. I import my all my popcorn from Lakers Stadium. Those kids are really excited to see Cat in the Hat. Yeah, I, I wrote that down too. They high five. They they were so excited to see the Cat in the Hat that they high fived and said, "Awesome!" <laughs> I've never been that excited to see Cat in the Hat. I've never been that that excited to see anyone in my entire fucking life. I haven't been that excited to see my dad after we came back from Afghanistan. Like, why didn't you win, Dad? It was a field operation similar to that in Vietnam. I actually did hear Johnny say, you know, the liberals are trying to cancel Dr. Seuss, so let's show our support for the cat in the hat. (laughs) Yeah, that was truly a bro moment, though. On the way home today, I saw a car that had the license plate, AOC Simp, and when I took a picture of the license plate because I thought it was funny, they ran the red light to get away. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think they actually saw you trying to take a picture? I don't know why else they would have done it. They went straight through the intersection on a red light. Like, before it turned green, they just went straight through after I t- immediately after I took a picture. Were you in a car? Yeah, I was driving. I was in a car. I, I, that was the f- I just pulled up behind them. I hadn't seen them at all before that. I've never interacted with them. They might have saw the gun you were holding on them. Yes, it could have been him. that. It could have been my gun-shaped phone case. <laughs> they're funny. No, they're really funny, case. guys. I promise. So Arnold runs into Tim Conway cop again. We forgot the most important part. You you jumped way ahead. I jumped like a, the, one minute ahead. And that's a lot of time for everything that happens between then and now. Damn, you're right. One minute in Jingle All the Way is an hour in a regular movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like dog minutes. <laughs> you guys got me. So Adam, you tell us what happens. So, uh, Ted and Liz drop the boys off to find a spot in the parking lot for the parade or whatever. They go park. Ted offers Liz some non-alcoholic eggnog. Yes. I found it weird that he specifically stated that it was non-alcoholic. Can I, I just I jump know. back? She gave him the eyes. You all saw that, right? Yeah. They gave yeah. they gave each other the look. It was right after Jim, right after Jamie and Johnny asked if they could go uh, t- go to the parade with their friends. They gave each other the look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. This could have been a really great Lady and the Tramp moment. <laughs> Explain. When they suck the eggnog out of each other's mouths? What are you... <laughs> what are you implying between yeah. them. Oh. Ted takes out his little dentist suction thing and he's like, my turn. <laughs> <laughs> I got like Jeff Goldblum in the fly visuals where he just like ladles it up into his face. Just... Puddled in his hands, just slurps it. Oh my gosh, I wish there was a remake of The Fly starring Ted. <laughs> we have CGI. Did you not see, like, Rogue One? They completely recreated Carrie Fisher. We can put Ted in a Fly remake. <laughs> not Phil Hartman, just Ted from Jingle <laughs> All the Way. 
I suspect that the reason Liz ultimately rejects Ted's advances here is because, as we find out at the end, Ted's eggnog smells like barf. Yeah, that could be. And also the fact that he refers to Liz in a, in a, in a way of trying to flirt with her. He refers to Liz as a lost and frightened foal. <laughs> which I had to look up. It apparently is a young horse. But what the <laughs> fuck? In what way is she similar to a young horse? <laughs> <laughs> Ted Rand Colin Wildfire. How is is that line gotten in pussy before? Oh my gosh, it's definitely not working now. Deborah, you're a lost. Baby, and, you're such a horse. Deborah, you're a lost and frightened fool. Oh, Ted, <laughs> take me now at the Starbucks <laughs> at the Tim Hortons. Of course, Patty. <laughs> you know, you love me like Doug can't. So naturally, Liz doesn't like being called a horse, so she smacks him with the eggnog thermos and gets out of the car. Ted, to his credit, takes it like a champ. (laughs) He's like, well, I shot my shot. He takes out his list, and he crosses off her name, but he's still got like 50 other names circled. Turbo Man's next. (laughs) I will seduce Turbo Man. Make him Johnny's mother. Johnny, I gotta get you a mom. <laughs> I'm doing it for my son. <laughs> but of course, before uh, before Liz smacks Ted in the face, Howard sees the two in the car and gets the wrong idea. Where he runs into, t- uh, would you say, Tim Conway? Yeah, of course, really Robert Conrad cop. But Tim Conway cop, as we know have know of him as affectionately. And he spills boiling hot coffee all over his face and hands. So naturally he's upset and chases Howard down. Uh, how good... Do, do the, does the police force in this city have, like, the fountain of youth that Tim Conway cop can get blown to smithereens and an hour later he's on duty picking up coffee? <laughs> They're just terribly criminally understaffed. <laughs> oh my gosh, he I was in an IV. over 80% of my body. I was blown up by a bomb. Yeah, we're going to need you in tonight at uh, 8. <laughs> it would have been a, <laughs> to work the it been a funny parade. gag to see all the police force like injured like with crutches and bandages and shit. You, that would have made that joke have a little more stank. You know, to be fair, he is delivering uh, coffee or tea, which just kind of makes it funnier. They're like, hey, you know what? You, you deserve an easy night. You're just going to hand out coffee. <laughs> Look, I know you're one day from retirement. All you gotta <laughs> do is bring the coffee from over here and put it over there. Then in comes that domestic terrorist, Howard Langston, who was probably in the January 6th riots. He says, fuck 12, bitch, and he shoves over Tim Conway cop while spilling all the coffee on him. So, he gets pissed, obviously. He's covered in hot coffee and chases Howard down. He's nemesis now at this point. <laughs> yeah. Howard Langston is enemy number one at this point. I mean, he's he's definitely wanted in connection with the bombing of the radio station, right? That's that's a good point. Yeah, that's that's an actual act of domestic terrorism. <laughs> but it's the nineties. It's nineteen ninety nine. Well, we're not worried about that. Bombs weren't a big deal back then. Oh yeah. And also, he's very much alive and well. So it's just one of those, haha, we'll let you off with the warning this time, I As guess. As we said, it was, just a funny, it was just a funny bomb. It was a funny joke bomb. <laughs> it was just a slap <laughs> on the wrist <laughs> bomb. bomb. It's 
one of those, like, I don't appreciate that, mister. It was like one of those prank services, like the mail your ex a bomb service. (laughs) (laughs) I love that there are three different shots of Tim Conway cop dropping the coffee because the first time he gets shoved down, it's clear that he throws the coffee off to his left. Then there's a shot of him falling down, and it's clear that the coffee falls to his left. Then it cuts to the coffee falling straight onto his face. <laughs> and the delicious caffeinated bukkake. There's a couple of those interesting scenes like that involving gravity that I'd like to talk about here as we go on. Because, fuck me, Arnold, to flee Tim Conway cop, goes to trespass in what he thinks is an abandoned warehouse. But as we know in this movie, no warehouse is truly abandoned. <laughs> There's always more plot inside. Every single warehouse has a new plot thread. <laughs> yeah. And as Howard goes inside, he's greeted with a man who says, "Are you the guy?" And before he answers, he says, "Thank God the guy's here." So Arnold never consents to be put through this, but th- Arnold is stripped down <laughs> by a bunch of men, and he's put into like a spandex suit, which makes me think this could have very easily become a Pulp Fiction scene. You know the one. You know, as Sam guessed pretty much from episode one, Howard becomes Turbo Man. The destroyer of worlds. (laughs) The slayer of cooch. The eater of ass. What frightening beast did that sour come at last slouches toward Bethlehem to be born? What a scene it is, though. What a great reveal of Arnold coming up on the float dressed as Turbo Man. Alongside his faithful sidekick, Booster. Do we mention what happened to the last Turbo Man, by the way? Sam, how about you tell us what happened to the last Turbo Man? <laughs> I don't have well, a constitution for it. There was an accident at the practice, so, uh... Howard's filling in as the backup Turbo Man, because the first Turbo Man... He, he did show some brain function recently, which is a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> He's pulling through. <laughs> what a trooper. Some brain function. But that's a really good sign, Drew. <laughs> As that points out, this is a Turbo Man with a fully functioning backpack and weapon arsenal who's going to be put on a stage play, and now Arnold is going to fill his shoes because of a big misunderstanding. And I guess they were going to have an actual stunt guy come over here and just with no rehearsal to put on the suit. It's just based on phone instructions. (laughs) Without having seen the guy, he asks if he read the manual... But, like, that's something that you have to get a feel for. There is no fucking way. Anyone, I don't care how good of a stuntman you are, you are not putting on that suit and knowing where the fucking jetpack cutoff valve is. And we see later, that jetpack has some oomph. That's what that's what Stanley Kubrick used to fake the moon landing. He gave Neil Armstrong one of those and sent him to the moon to get footage. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Just give me a second, I'm reading. It's just... Based? Reading what? Based and red pill. Drew's reading Based Boys bi-weekly. Oh, yeah. Where I get photos of Based Boys sent to me every two weeks. No, it's because you're based. Nope. It's a it's an informative journalism magazine. How to be based by Tucker Carlson. Uh, we also get a very strange cameo by Curtis Armstrong here playing Booster... You'll know Curtis Armstrong from... Yeah, where do, you, yes. where do you know him from? Because I know him too, but I couldn't f- remember why. <clears throat> he was the voice actor of a cartoon called, like, Steve Versus. 
or Dan versus. And oh, he was, I love Dan versus. <laughs> yes, probably why. And he was also in a bunch of like uh, cult comedy hits from like the eighties and nineties, like Better Off Dead and One Crazy Summer. He's one of those very recognizable voices. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be honest. I genuinely thought that was Gilbert Gottfried. Me too. He he's if if you undercook the Gilbert Gottfried, you end up with a Curtis Armstrong. <laughs> Age it about twelve years, make it smoke two packs of cigarettes a day for nine years. Sam, what's your favorite Turbo Man saying? Probably it's Turbo time. That's a pretty good one. I like the one where he says, Eat bumper, bugger lips. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest P. Worrell as Turbo Man is so good. That's pretty good, yeah. Good. <laughs> Ernest P. Worrell bumblefucks him way, his way into the Turbo Man costume. <laughs> it's funny you guys say that, because this, this whole setup does kind of seem reminiscent of like an Ernest film. I can already just wrong place, wrong time kind of deal. Oh, yeah. I can visualize the gurning as he's flying around out of control. <laughs> the gurning. I, I I love how you do the proper fucking terminology for that <laughs> shit. It doesn't feel like this scene belongs in Jingle All the Way. <laughs> this seems too fucking ridiculous. Like comparing this to the first fifteen minutes. Where it's Arnold works too much, and he gets a ticket going home to see his family. Now he's flying around and shooting discs that could cut a toddler's throat. I enjoy that it's just, the movie is just a continuous escalation. It never stops. Every time you think, like, oh, it can't get any more insane than this. Yeah, it just keeps going. And also we gloss completely over the fact that, as Turbo Man, he has given authority to give any, any child in the parade he wishes the limited edition Turbo Man action figure. Let's talk about that Turbo Man action figure here for a second. That th- first off, that thing is like two feet fucking tall. All, that is enormous. Also, it is modeled. How is off a kid of, gonna play with that? It is modeled off of Howard's likeness for some reason. Uh, I don't. I think it just has generic buff white guy face. <clears throat> that was what I was gonna say, brother. But I was, I was curious <clears throat> about the way this toy looked. So I looked up the actual Turbo Man action figure that came out alongside this movie. And it looks like an absolute piece of shit. Like, it's hollow plastic. There's only... They're very limited joints and all the knees and stuff. This is a Garbo toy. Well, this was the limited edition one, Drew. It's it's much higher quality. And it's very why, expensive. That's why Mr. Nepotism himself... <laughs> <laughs> that can't be allowed. That cannot be allowed. That cannot be a thing. Of course Howard gives it to his son. Why wouldn't he? His son, who for some reason does not recognize his own father's face. I wish Howard just picked it up and ran away. (laughs) (laughs) Mine! Oh, Jimmy's gonna be so happy. He does also (laughs) hug the Turbo Man at one point. He caresses it too. (laughs) He's pretty happy. I love you, me. But... Uh, so as Arnold selects Jamie as the perfect child to receive this Turbo Man, uh, Jamie comes up onto the the Turbo Man float, and uh, we're greeted to a little side, uh, some dramatic irony, as we know that the person who's supposed to play the villain in the upcoming show to battle Turbo Man is suddenly kidnapped, and his suit is taken from him. <laughs> who could it be? Is it Ted? Also- <laughs> 
Oh, I, I was hoping. It would have been so much more funny if it was Ted. Howard. Howard. You took everything from me, Howard. I just want to fuck your wife. Because I've got a bigger brain. These balls ain't going to empty themselves, Howard. I really enjoy the shot as uh, Jamie's coming up to receive the Turbo Man. The close-up of Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, nodding his head just, with the Turbo Man and motioning it. with his <laughs> finger. <laughs> it's such an <laughs> ominous shot. I love it. Speaking of interesting shots, there the sequence where uh, Dementor comes down the zip line onto the float. Yes. Right as he drops down, first off, there's like five shots for just him dropping down from the zip line. And there's this one peculiar one where it looks like the stuntman had like a botched fall and his arms are flailing in the air for like half a second. But then the next shot, he's he's just calm and just falling straight down it's, again. Yeah, then it's just Sinbad standing there, not even acting like he jumped onto the float. He's just standing <laughs> there chilling in Cedar Rapids. <laughs> He's just, as Sam said, gurning to the audience. <laughs> Sam, I, I need your, I need your reaction to seeing Sinbad in that costume. Oh my gosh! How did he get it on that fast? That's a complex costume. <laughs> I, I don't think I could put yeah, that it on. It took a crew of like eight people to put Arnold on. Well, yeah. Arnold has a jetpack with nitrogen fuel. But still, even the costume itself, it's very clear Sinbad's that he could has not... a functioning brain. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, he puts on the brain and he says, Wait a minute, there's no way that, that Donald Trump could have lost the 2020 election. <laughs> there's this really weird line where the or when Sinbad starts giving everybody the... Uh, I don't even know what the hell the terminology is for it, but when you like put your one hand in the elbow pit and then you raise your four, other forearm... He's giving rude hand gestures to the audience because they're yeah, booing him. yeah. And then the, the commentator says to the other, was that in the script? So there's definitely a script. So people, like, behind the scenes, like, oh, yeah. crew would have noticed that things are going awry. Yeah, but and nobody stepped but in. But what are you going <laughs> to do? Especially now that there's a child involved. Are you going to walk up to the guy in the jetpack and just grab him and go, hey. <laughs> hey, you messed up a line. Are you really going to walk up to a guy with a big brain and say, knock it off, mister? You're really just going to walk right up to Turbo Man? To <laughs> he has Turbo more power than the, author than the police, police squad, Adam. Yeah. He has more authority than Gandhi. Turbo Man owns the police. <laughs> like Mr. Bluff. Turbo Man was the first police officer. <laughs> Turbo Man was the first superhero police officer. <laughs> Sinbad really lo must love his kid, man. I think he just likes to cause chaos. <laughs> I, think, I think he's just a very bad man that likes to do bad things. Really? Sinbad is the tarot card for chaos. <laughs> you really think that, that Myron the mailman is going through these legs just to mess with people? <laughs> he, he, he's blowing up police. I, I don't, he, he's, he's unhinged, clearly. <laughs> We can at He's least agree on that. He's mentioned his son three times in this film's running time. I don't know if it's entirely for the sake of his child. He makes it very clear that he's after the doll. I mean, I can't... If they just handed him the doll, do you think he would have just got on his zipline again and run away? So, the last we saw of Myron the Mailman, he was fleeing the scene of a bombing, and that was like two hours ago. So what do you think happened in those two hours... 
that the next time we see him, he is on a roof tying up a man to steal his superhero costume <laughs> to steal a Turbo Man toy. See, this goes back to my earlier theory. Like... He was already doing that, Drew. <laughs> he had that marked in his calendar. <laughs> he just halved me doing that. I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, wait, what? There's a Turbo Man here? I think he got a, I think he got a hot tip on the street. That there was a parade with Turbo Man that Turbo Man was going to be at, and he thought the to- the doll oh, yeah. was itself was going to be there, and then he had to improvise real fast. Well, he and, was right. You know, stole the costume. Yeah, in a sense, no one would play with that fucking doll. It's shitty. It's huge. First off, secondly, it looks like it's about to fall apart when Arnold holds it up and shakes it around. You know that it's hollow. I don't care how much of a collector's item it is. It, it, Sinbad isn't surprised to see that Howard is Turbo Man. <laughs> he instantly says, like, thought you could outsmart me. Like, he followed Howard <coughs> and then saw him get to the Turbo Man costume. They said earlier that the, the microphone in Turbo Man's helmet had a voice modulator to make him sound like Turbo Man. But to be fair to Myron, he probably picked up on that Austrian accent a mile away because that voice modulator, it just added a little distortion and noise in the background of his voice. It still sounded exactly like him. So Sinbad launches his magical punchy fist at Arnold (laughs) and Arnold blasts him with like aerosol loaded spring discs that literally cause sparks when they bounce off of Myron's head. These would very clearly, like, take out a person's eye, maybe even cause death or something. Choking if swallowed. That's what happened to Pete, the old Turbo Man. (laughs) Pete swallowed the Turbo (laughs) discs. And then he showed some brain activity. (laughs) Or he... He didn't show brain activity before when he started munching on the discs. Dad, what happened to Mom? Well, Johnny, she swallowed the Turbo Man disc and choked to death. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> at least that's what i told the authorities <laughs> at least i told him it was a turbo <laughs> disc they can prove they can't prove a goddamn thing johnny what about the punchy fist so technology you... <laughs> is his hand in there it, it can't be launched <laughs> out of him right but when it comes back it's instantly in place so he can manipulate its fingers again there's no explanation. He's got Saikamu <laughs> Nothing hands. matters. God is dead. Jingle all the way, physics. <laughs> he, Myron is the prototype Zeong. <laughs> oh. You keep making these robot references I I, that I don't get. I don't get. care that nobody else gets it. All four people that get it will really enjoy it. Do you mean the two people who listen to the show that will that know Gundam? You and Us? me? <laughs> so Jamie grabs the Turbo Man doll, puts it in his backpack, and runs away. Runs instead of running to his mother, who's right around the corner. Runs straight through the parade. Mm. Sinbad's right behind him. <laughs> they're causing they're, they're causing chaos. They're knocking people over. There's a bit where, like, it, th- there's one bit where where uh, Sinbad knocks over a girl in a present costume, and I dead ass thought she was gonna blow up. I was I thought she was gonna be a bomb, <laughs> and I was so disappointed, you guys, when she didn't explode. <laughs> They used the bomb gag way too early. Now we're expecting every package to be a bomb. It would have been the perfect third one that makes that makes it complete. That would have been like his Herculean task. The last one he has to face a bomb. <laughs> That's the final task before he becomes a god. Killer Queen has already touched that present. <laughs> if Sam can make a bad, obscure anime reference, so can I. 
But, yeah, imagine if Jamie did go to run to his mom, and then Sinbad followed, and so the mom's just like, you stay away from my kid, you stay away from my kid, and Sinbad <laughs> punches her with his rocket fish. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so much more funny if he was willing to punch a woman to get the Turbo Man toy. <laughs> But then it would have it would have taken away the him knocking over the president, screaming out of the way, box. <laughs> so it's a toss up. Oh gosh! And then later, this joke repeats where somebody's vending popcorn. He shoves them down. And he yells, "Get that popcorn out of my face!" <laughs> He's just gotta shout things at people when he pushes them down. Arnold can't chase them, though, because he's being attacked by the tiny Power Rangers. Correct. <laughs> it is indeed what happens. The, uh, they are the there. The other costume performers come out, and they grab Arnie as they're supposed to, but he doesn't know what's happening. So they're just beating the yeah, shit out of him. But luckily, Jingle All the Way knows that little people are just props for comedy, so Arnold picks one up and throws them at the others, and it plays a bowling sound effect. <laughs> Why? Why did it do that? <laughs> what if you got a strike at a bowling alley and that clip played? <laughs> strike! Ah! Things go off the rails very quickly when Arnold realizes that he has a functioning jetpack. They gave him an actual. Not only do jetpacks exist. They just gave it to a guy they haven't even met. Not only do they exist, but as we alluded to earlier, they work really well. They're highly effective. He's going like to the top of skyscrapers. There's some some lovely flying shots as he's <laughs> screaming in terror. It's what he flew all the way to New York. <laughs> he, he gets so damn high with that jetpack. He he's cresting skyscrapers, you guys. Arnold, Arnold spends like a good minute and a half just flying around screaming before he comes crashing back down to the earth, not having accomplished anything. Accomplished nothing but getting a feel for the jetpack, that is. <laughs> He's finally getting the hang of it at this point. He knows all the ins and outs. Yeah, that's a good point. He's not some Mary Sue where he just magically knows how to use the jetpack. This isn't Star Wars... This isn't the rise of Skywalker. He had to learn. He had to get. He had to suffer for knowledge. Now here's my an hour and thirty minute video essay on why the new Star Wars movies suck. I'm an alcoholic, and here we go. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things Riley ever said, which is, "I can't like the new Star Wars movie." An alcoholic on the internet said I couldn't in an hour long video. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they are trash, but not for the reasons. <laughs> the Star Wars movie or alcoholics? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not. There's nothing no, no wrong with being an alcoholic. Jamie's going to take that Turbo Man to his grave. Holy shit. The length he goes through to defend that fucking Turbo Man. It's insane. He climbs to the top of a Christmas tree decoration on someone's roof. Just in the hopes of saving... Where the hell is he going to go from there? Adam, he's six. Uh, I mean, <laughs> is he really that yeah. young? Or is he just, like, mentally sick? <laughs> he's six, Adam. <laughs> what? Is he really, like, 28 years old? <laughs> 
you caught me, Adam. He was 28 all along. <laughs> I like that scene in the end of the movie where they find they reveal that, that Jamie was 28 the whole time, but they were just showing it through everybody else's eyes where they view him as a six-year-old. It was really kind of fucked up. You really got to admire his upper body strength as the Christmas tree comes loose and he's hanging on for dear life for like a good two minutes solid, but Myron follows him and snags the turbo man. But Arnold... Leaving the child. <laughs> Can we him? talk about that? Leaving the child. He takes the turbo man, leaves Jamie hanging from the tree. He got what he wanted. He's done. <laughs> we know where his true fucking motivation lies. Jamie and his kid. But speaking of true motivations lying, it just occurred to me that Howard, instead of jetpacking up to save his hanging child, he takes a moment to take out his boomerang and throw it at at Myron the mailman just to make him suffer before he actually saves his child. <laughs> and speaking of uh, true lies, is this not just Christmas true lies? It's oh. not, but... But I'm noticing a striking number of similarities between this and True Lies. I'm going to call you on that, Sam. What are they? Fuck you. (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger. going to back up what I say with any sort of evidence? Arnold Schwarzenegger's flying scenes. Lying to his family. Yeah, family member Uh uh, hanging, or child hanging from, yeah, Dementor. Eighty percent in common with any other. Sinbad movie. plays the villain. Ice Cube being <clears throat> Sinbad's the villain in True yeah. Lies. Is no. it really? You fucko. You know I haven't seen. We watched Lies. True Lies together. Ice Cube being launched oh, I was on, thinking a, True on a True Detective missile. with Colin Farrell. <laughs> the fuck. True Lies with. I know. Just okay. I got you. So then. So then. Uh, Maybe I'm the 28-year-old <laughs> child. So then Ice Cube gets his collar snagged on the air-to-air missile. <laughs> okay, now you lost me. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? That happened in True Lies. It, it, it's a the True only, Lies joke. It's in True Lies. Ice Cube wasn't in True the Lies. The only thing these two have in common is that they're black men. <laughs> what is... Where is this going? The joke was that I... Took thing from one movie and put it in a different movie. Ha, ah, nice very cube, funny. Isn't it true nice lies? joke, nice joke, me. Here, insert the sound of me patting myself on the back for how funny my joke was that no one acknowledged. <laughs> what if Sam genuinely thought straight out of Compton was true lies? Adam and straight out of Compton, do you think that Ice Cube gets his collar stuck on a surface air missile? <laughs> I'm sorry my humor is too high level for you plebeians. Speaking of Ice Cube, Ben told me this morning that there's a line in Fuck the Police where somebody says, I'm the type of brother who'd smother your mother. If that isn't the stupidest rhyme I've ever heard in my life. I'm the type of brother that would smother your mother in kisses, perhaps. Well, this this just in, Drew highly critical of Fuck the Police. <clears throat> no, that song kicks ass. Drew, you're just not in with urban music. No, Adam, you gotta say it like this. Drew, you're not in with... Urban music. <laughs> Drew, you're not in with urban music. Ooh, that was good. So Sinbad falls to his death but survives. <laughs> That's a good sentence. And then Arnold explain it. <laughs> falls to his death but survives. Arnold uses the jetpack to save his son. And he takes him to the fucking atmosphere. 
You can see skyscrapers shrinking behind them. <laughs> He's like, wow, Turbo Man, this is so cool, but I can't breathe. <laughs> Somehow still does not realize it's his own father when he, when the visor is just such a good disguise. <laughs> it is tinted. It's, it, is, it is yellow tinted. That does... So they get back down. Uh, Arnold reconciles with his family. And Jamie gives the Turbo Man to Sinbad, who's being arrested for his many crimes. Okay, here's the deal. Oh, this is something I want to discuss with you guys real quick. Why is Sinbad being arrested, but not Arnold? That I was thinking that too. Uh, he was endangering a child. Because Adam, in the end, once he once he saved the child, they knew he was ultimately doing it for the greater good. But here's the thing, though. Here's he the didn't thing. want to blow those people up. He just had to. It just <laughs> happened along the way. It was just a misunderstanding. They just got in the way. But here's, here's the thing, though. They seem to have things patched up. Endangering a child, I don't know if I'd make that argument. Because I feel like that's more of a crime that, that like the parents have to push. Be tied up. And they all seemed cool about it. They just kind of did their own thing. Jamie reconciled with Myron, gave him the Turbo Man that's going to end up in an evidence locker for 10 years. <laughs> he also kidnapped and tied up the the real Dementor guy, and he blew up multiple police officers. <laughs> just the one. But he's okay. He's just a little crispy. Like, same <laughs> It was a funny bomb. Yeah, it was a joke bomb. Adam, can you play like a, a funny clown horn sound effect? Thank you. So, is there any like actual reason? Because most of the things that Sinbad's done up to this point, I'd say would warrant like community service or like probation time. Adam, he sure? blew up. He blew up and threatened police sure. officers. So did Arnold, though. <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> he just fled the scene. Arnold was there. Arnold backed him up. In the eyes of the law, he's an accomplice. All he said was, this man is completely insane, and then he ran away from the bomb when he had an opportunity. And to, and, and to his credit, <laughs> it was a bomb. <laughs> he was right. That's true, he was right. How long do you think Myron's going away for? And keep in mind, everybody that could uh, profess... Howard's uh, guilt is dead at this point. They've all died. Except for the police officer. <laughs> Kill all the except witnesses. for the police officer who is so terrified of the consequences. <laughs> I love... You can't arrest Turbo Man. I love when Tim Conway cop says, We need a man like you on the force, Turbo Man. <laughs> it's at that point he should have been arrested, though. He's caused so much trouble. Yeah, but he did just save a bebe. It was his own child. <laughs> so? This is not a real child saving because you had a vested interest in this child. S try saving someone yeah, else's child. Selfish. <laughs> selfish. He did it because his wife wouldn't fuck him if the child died. I'm not here gatekeeping saving children from falling <laughs> to their death. <laughs> yeah, did you guys see that news story about the, the dad that saved his son from falling off the roof? The fucking loser. <laughs> it was his Save kid. Yeah, who cares? If I had a kid, I'd put him on the top of buildings and catch him all the time. That's we just need how you a build man, trust. We need a man like you on the force. We need specifically a man who knows how to operate a jetpack and shoot <laughs> discs at brain men. <laughs> do, do we want to talk about what we caught? We mentioned last episode 
about setting up traps for burglars in our homes. <laughs> Should that be something we talk yeah, about? Yeah, absolutely, when we're done with Jingle All the Way. We are we're done with, pretty much done with Jingle All the Way. Fuck me, I'm not. Fuck you, We you didn't are. talk about Booster. What the fuck no, about him? Myron punched him off of the parade float, and children started attacking him. Oh, that did happen. Yeah, we did forget about that. That was pretty funny. Why does everyone hate this stupid fucking tiger so much? I explained in, like, episode two. I explained it. I think that I did a pretty good job, in all honesty. Listen, it's the 90s. This is a toy market that markets primarily towards young boys. The tiger is pink. No 90s boy is going to want to play with a pink tiger. Okay, but why are they... Everyone hates him because they think he's a gay. It's the 90s. Everyone's wearing neon. Everyone's wearing neon pink. But what about Ted showing up? Ted shows up... What about it? It doesn't bear any Yes, it does, because he shows up covered in eggnog. Johnny says, look, Dad, Jamie's dad is Turbo Man. And Ted says, oh, let's get the heck out of here. Like, what did he think that Howard was going to do? Did he think Howard was going to shoot him next? Howard saw them in the car, making the eyes. He might have seen Howard when the camera zoomed in on his face. (laughs) He's like, what's that camera point? Is that Howard Lang? See, you know what, Sam? That actually makes a really good point. If they had, like, a shot where, like, after that, if Ted sees, like, like, after the whole fiasco with Ted and Liz, if Howard, like, sees... Or if Ted, like, sees Howard and is then terrified of him. Because as of now, it just seems like Ted's scared of a guy in a costume. A guy with... Really takes some Ted points off the market. that's rough, Adam. The Dow Jones stock of Ted is down 150 points today. Now that we're reaching the end of this movie, I... You know, I'm reminded of the things that I'm doing without, you know, my, my limited edition Funko Pops that got stolen. I just wish I could get some closure to this case. I know you said you set up traps. You took some precautions. The thing was, I set up multiple mouse traps around my apartment, but it would appear that what whoever broke into my apartment to steal my Funko Pops just ended up putting less valuable Funko Pops in each of the mouse traps to detonate them. So now I just got like 50 C-3PO Funko Pops. Man, that's pretty fucked up. I had kind of a similar break-in incident that I mentioned last yeah, week. Yeah. Somebody came in through my fireplace, so I set various glue traps down in the base of my fireplace, right at the base of the entrance to the chimney. I awoke the next morning and found the glue traps covered with thick green hair. So I did a little reconnaissance, and I found a shriveling pink man that I assumed was the Grinch, shivering, cold, desperate for release. So I grabbed him, seeing the life in his eyes, seeing the fear in his soul... I took him out to the woods where he could be free. That's a beautiful thing to do. <laughs> it's like a little grimacey at him. He was trying to spread a little early St. <laughs> Patrick's Day cheer, and you fucking killed. You fucking like ripped off all his green, man. Hey, don't do it. My nephew was playing. Adam, that was a fucking Oompa Loompa. <laughs> Oompa Loompas are green. They have green hair. And I forgot mine, so I guess that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Everybody, please join us for our finale where we're going to talk about all of the jingle, all the wingle. And until then, I've been Drew. I'm Sam. I've been Adam. Bye.
Catch us next week where we talk about various various jinglings and scenarios and give our overall thoughts on the movie as a whole. Bye now. As always, a happy holidays to Sleep you. Sleep tight and drive safe. Happy holidays to those who celebrate Christmas, of course. The only real winter holiday. Drink sober or get pulled over. Think so for her get pulled over. <laughs>